I guess I just wanted more ballsy people in my life, like people who just say, I'm going to do this, this is my goal, um, let's do it. Like, yeah. do you want to be a part of this project? Uh, back home, people are very like, you're not really allowed to say that you believe in yourself. We have this law called Yamta, it's like a Scandinavian old law, it's not an actual law, but it's like 10 set of rules. And it's like, you should never believe that you are something, uh, you should always stay humble, you should not brag, so it's like incorporated. And it's also, it's kind of nice, you know, but it's also can be challenging if you're trying to become an artist. Something in me knows This house won't be a home These walls can't save us From the bitter winter wind And every time the there and welcome to episode two of Framed with Love. This is Rhiannon Marquez, your host. So I really hope you enjoyed Anaya's story of how she got into creating and all the hurdles that she had to overcome. I really appreciate all the feedback that you guys have given me and as I said this is a work in progress but I'm really happy to be on this journey with you. I aim to only ask questions that I would also be willing to answer. I want to ask things that are challenging and not necessarily easy to answer, but not something that would make the person completely uncomfortable, but something that would make us all think and push ourselves further. So I don't want it to seem like it's a one-sided dialogue. As I explained, I'd hit rock bottom at one point, and I know to some people that sounds quite like you're you're 23 <laughs> what's rock bottom for you and I mentioned it this interview with Julie I had an eating disorder and I'd say I'm still in recovery it's something that I'm not 100% sure I'll ever be completely over it's just different for everybody and it's hard to understand even even for someone that's experienced it, understanding other people's experiences with it is still challenging. So my realization was a lot of people think it's just about food and it's just about your appearance. And I think that there is a growing awareness that that isn't the case. And it's a lot of just not being happy with what you're doing in your life and feeling empty and feeling unable to make social connections and just putting all of your attention onto one thing and giving you control over one thing that the other hard stuff that everyone everyone tackles in life doesn't seem to challenge you as much because you've become the shell of a person and you're kind of empty and you're kind of dull and you don't need to worry about the things that everyone else does because you're so wrapped up in your own world and 
I I'm grateful I had amazing resources to help me out of that and that's how I got on this journey and I would never wish it on anybody else but it's um a double-edged sword because I'm also grateful for it for now letting me pursue the life that I want and that I love I was studying at U of T and I'd finished my third year and it wasn't like I was struggling to get by I had good grades I was a good student I mean the University of Toronto it, it's a great university but I wasn't studying something that at the end of the day I wanted to do and not to say that there isn't respect for that either I mean people need to make a living and perseverance is a great attribute as well but I was at this point of being so unhappy I wasn't functioning properly and now at 23 almost 24 guys I've started a very new journey and people tell me all the time that I'm still so young and I guess they're right it's never too late to decide what path you want to take in life but I'm getting there I'm I'm putting myself out there every day it's scary and I am doing it mainly because I enjoy it and I do feel like I at least connect with a couple people and I'm surrounded by people that really push me and in whatever you do I think that's important to not just live to please people and yeah I now I can really say that I'm so lucky and not that I was ever ungrateful not that I was I mean you can do the comparison game as as I've said you know I mean there are so many people that have it way harder than many of us there's always that but don't belittle your feelings don't discount what you're experiencing because it's true to you and I I'm an advocate for therapy. I I still go to therapy. I have a therapist that really helped me through some struggles. But then I have amazing parents. And I have seven siblings that are just this blanket of love. And my friends. I have the best friends. And framed with love isn't just about romantic love. But I, I get those romantic encounters that are so beautiful. And sometimes the just two dates or three dates leave such an impact for me and I don't measure things by time I measure them by the intensity of what you experience I mean I also had a very long relationship and that was beautiful too everything has its value and I think that we can learn from everything that we go through I interviewed well a fellow student at OCAD that was a model she still models but she's also pursuing photography she makes jewelry and she's from Norway I hope you enjoy her story we mentioned family again there's tinder I mean you guys must have known that at some point tinder was going to come up in here so enjoy let me know what you think and keep creating so today I have Julie here with me She's from Norway. She was originally, well still is, a model and um, she's been doing it for how many years? I'm 27 and I started when I was 13, so that's, what, I'm bad at math. <laughs> a while. <laughs> a while. I think it's like 14 years. I think yeah. it's half my life. Yeah. So 
I've gotten to know Julie over the past couple months. We were at OCAD, Ontario College of Art and Design, together. Um, but she's only here for the semester and she'll be leaving soon, heading back to, to Norway. So I thought it would be a great opportunity to just kind of speak to you about how you got into photography and you know how modeling then became this and what inspires you and how you found being in Toronto. Photography started, the interest of photography started when I was 12 and got my first camera from my granddad. It was like a super bad one. It had like 213 megabytes or something, memory card. And I started taking pictures of like my cats and my dog and nature. Yeah. <laughs> I come from the countryside, so it's like very beautiful. And right. I have like the beaches and the mountains and the forest, like yeah. everything around. So yeah, that was the start. And then one year later, I was at a shopping mall with a friend and this woman came up to me like scouting me basically yeah. for her modeling agency. And the next day, <laughs> did a catwalk so she convinced me to do it or I started crying and I'm like mom what should I do I'm so young can you make this decision for me and she's like no it's up to you and then I convinced like the my mother agent to bring on my best friend okay. if we could walk together then right. I would do it and yeah. she said yes yeah. so that was fun yeah. <laughs> and scary was your mom worried for you in terms of like modeling from so young she's like very worried in general, but I don't remember her telling me like, "No, you shouldn't do this." Or right. she was like, "Do whatever you want." It's yeah. Like if you feel like this is something you want to do, but I guess like my dad took like the role of like a protector. Always came with me to my first test shoots, and okay. jobs, and he like dealt with the whole money and the phone calls and everything because I was so young. And when I first <laughs> when I first started traveling, I was 15, I went to Greece, and or first I went to Germany and then Greece, and my dad came with me on both of those trips right. during the summer holidays. So that was great. So it's, it's a good way to do it. So it pays for everything, right? When you have to travel for it, or? Mm, no, you pay for everything yourself. Okay. You but you at least end up earning money if you work. Right. Hopefully you do. Yeah. <laughs> was there ever a point where you felt like the pressure was too much or a lot? I mean, always. But it's kind of, you got to um, like figure out what you want to do. Do you want to, there's always sacrifices. Travel, do you want to do this, meet interesting people and grow as a person? Do it. If you want to stay at home and you're a small town, eat, you know, yeah. then do that. Yeah. Like whatever it's, it's cool. Yeah, like there are people that want. are whole bodies and that's the kind of life that they'd want. There are people yeah. that want to be more adventurous and see more of the world and meet new people. So. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely safer to stay home, but is it yeah. more, like, would you do it? Well, it give you the good stories at the end of the day kind of thing. So I'm glad I did it. Like, Did it interfere with school at all? No. No, I don't know. I always wanted to stay in school and, like, I take it seriously. Like, right. I don't want to do it halfway. I did lie a couple of times, like, oh, I was sick one week when I went to South Korea to shoot, like, TV campaign and commercial. Um, <laughs> but that's, like... It's okay. In the grander scheme of things, it was yeah. Right. So, and also, there, there's this great photography school in my city, Trondheim, okay. Norway. Uh, and it's like the best in the country. And I was kind of like the staple inventory. Like I was always there shooting test shoots. And right. Like I really got a taste for 
studio life and photography. The teachers really well. There's like two major photographers in that city and one of them is a teacher. Or actually both of them are teachers at that school. And so yeah, it's just like a little family. Sort of. So it was from that school that you decided that you wanted to get into photography? Um, I didn't go to that school but right. I, knew, I knew the people and I actually became a boyfriend went to that school. Okay. And they took me on like a trip to Morocco as a model. Mm -hmm. So I just like got really integrated. And I always knew my plan was to go because at 15 I went to Milan to model, to model. And the plan was like after high school I would go to like whatever European city or city that I like, Hartford, that I connected with and be right. an assistant and work my way up. And then I met my boyfriend and then. The current boyfriend? No, the, the okay. photographer. Right. One. And he kind of showed me that it's like a very long way. Like it's a lot of work. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should like postpone, maybe I should just uh, roll this modeling ball a little further. And that's what I did, I guess. So how old were you then? 19. Okay. Still. Yeah. <laughs> almost 10 years ago, it's crazy. Um, well, 19 to like 21, I guess. I mean, those are very formative years in general, like 1921, you're kind of figuring out, bridging between, you know, being a teenager, being an adult, like figuring out exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I was in touch with photography every day. I was working in Paris and London and every city I wanted to, basically, which was very fun. So yeah. Do you still use those that, connections? No, not at all. I'm really bad. Like, I don't have, I hate asking for favors. I think that's most so, people. Yeah, I guess I could be smarter. I mean, it actually, it takes courage to ask it for favors. A lot of people think of it as a weakness, but it's actually so much strength to be able to do that. Yeah, but I'm very open. Like, I don't have a problem with like, speaking to people, but like, mm -hmm. they, I don't know. It's yeah. like different when you kind of look up to them. And, like, uh, yeah, because you don't want you to come so across like you need help. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, and also have the same kind of issue with teachers. Like I don't want to ask for help because, or I like <laughs> maybe I like to show my finished work, not the process, which is really bad. Like I go to school to learn. <laughs> I should show yeah. the process. I mean, do you do you think that being from like a larger family contributes to that? For me, I'm I'm one of eight, so we're very competitive, and I don't like showing like I don't like doing things unless I'm the best at it or else, like so I won't like if we're doing one of the sports like I'm not very good at I'm like oh, I'll just I'll just watch and then when it's something I'm good at, I'm like sure I'll be I'll be doing it with you I don't like showing that I'm not good at something True. and I think that family dynamics definitely impact that risk if you're like from a smaller family you're like an only child you think you're good at everything because you don't have to see anybody else being better than you sometimes so I don't know I never thought about it but I guess I agree with like I don't like showing it unless it's I think it's good but I've gotten so much better before I wouldn't even show like if I had a shoot I wouldn't show anyone even the teacher that I was talking about that I know like one of the his name is we just call him a GT <laughs> um, he's like show me your pictures I can tell like I can help you like, no 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 are you crazy? They're like my babies. I don't want to. Yeah. No, they're not. Like I yeah. wanted to wait to make a book or something. Like right. or have an exhibition. Where yeah. I think. But you know, like it never happened because you end up not growing. You end up just doing the same thing. So. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to show your work, especially as someone that's creative, a photographer, that kind of thing. I mean, it's personal to you as well. It's so personal. 
yeah, that was one of the challenges before I came to OCAD. It was I people would be like, oh, like you're good at this kind of thing, but I never really wanted to show it because I was like, oh, but there's so many better people. There's so many more talented people. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's very challenging. It is. Yeah. But uh, GT, the teacher, his advice to me was like, keep shooting. Like whatever you do, just keep shooting. Don't stop. Like pick up your camera every day. So it's how did you overcome like the not wanting to show your stuff? I don't really know. I guess I just grew a pair of balls. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess with age, you start to not care quite as much. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I'm kind of an overshare. Like, I, I'm not afraid of, to talk about my personal life. Or, right. So maybe I took that and also made it a part of yeah, that'd be alright. I mean, like, I remember when you did the first piece in the black and white and you were like, that you're a model and, like, how the food thing and, like, how people can objectify you and how you do the mannequins. And, like, I find that that always makes the best art when you make it all so personal and you put it into yeah. that and people can... Because there's also always one little point where someone feels like they connect with. So it might not be the whole story, but there's that one little thing and they're like, yeah, like, I get that. Someone looking at, like, I've never been a model, but I was like, oh, there definitely are times where someone says something yeah it makes me feel very objectified or like yeah they're definitely because I I had a really bad eating disorder and so when you made those comments about food and it's like yeah like you could people can relate to those things and it makes it so much more powerful of a piece because it's not just oh like I'm making this to make some money you know it's this was actually something that meant something to you yeah so the assignment was like a photo diary so that's I just shot mannequins and my food routine or my breakfast mm. what else no there's only two pictures right yeah which was your favorite one in that class? I mean, the, that class was my favorite of all because yeah. of the teacher and also like... The class was great. Yeah, the people in the yeah. class as well. Like, yeah. They become re became really yeah. friendly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, when I came here, I didn't really expect to make friends necessarily. Like, I mean, no. I'm, a, I'm a social person, you know, but I, just, I already had friends here and I was like, oh, it's not the point of coming here. Like I've lived in Toronto for five years now, so it's not something that I have to have. But it was just so nice that it just so organically happened in this class. And I guess for a little bit, for me, I was also kind of like, oh, like I'm going to be older than everybody else. So like, whatever. But like, no, it never no. felt like that. I'm 23. Like, I'm not like, you know, but like, I'm still like, I'm in first year, you know, but oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm always used to being like the youngest person that I I, like, in the group. It's such a sad sh uh, shift when that happens. Yeah. I was actually, I was the youngest model always. Yeah. Like 15, 14, hello. Yeah. And I'm like, updated. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, like, I also look super young. Like, no one ever thinks that, like, I'm my age. So it's like, okay, I fit right in, unless I bring attention to anything. Your yeah. secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been up all night looking at the anti aging craze. <laughs> Uh, my secret's just that I'm short. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's been, yeah, great. Having creatives around you, I think that's the best part. I agree. Totally. Yeah. That's why I wanted to come here to OCAD or like travel. Not that my class back home isn't creative, but Norway's kind of like Canada. Like people are considered cold and like really shut. Like, you, you know, it's not like southern americans or or southern europeans or mm -hmm. americans even they're yeah. very like friendly and will right. like talk to you on the subway or yeah in the mall or something here it's like no and in norway especially like you don't even sit next to a person on the right. bus like if there's another 
available seat. Like, really? Who prefers to stand? Yeah. So I guess I just wanted more ballsy people in my life, like people who just say, I'm going to do this, this is my goal, um, let's do it. Like, yeah. do you want to be a part of this project? Uh, back home, people are very like, you're not really allowed to say that you believe in yourself. We have this law called Yamta, it's like a Scandinavian old law, it's not an actual law, but it's like 10 set of rules. And it's like, you should never believe that you are something, uh, you should always stay humble, you should not brag. So it's like incorporated. Wow, so it like becomes it. part of who you are. Yeah, and it's also, it's kind of nice, you know, but it's also can be challenging if you're trying to become an artist. Yeah, because yeah. you need to get past those barriers and it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's very difficult because there are times when it's just like, it's okay to just be proud of your thing, but then people are like, oh, you're conceited. And it's like, mm. why can't there just an in between? Like, why can't it, wow, like, look at that person being proud of what they've done. Mm. But yeah, like, I very much grew up with that. Quiet about things, it's like so much more respectful because you're just so humble and then yeah. other people come to you. But I mean, as an artist, you also have, you have to like big up what you do as well or True. else you get no attention. Very yeah. frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> you have to sell your pieces, but you also have to stay humble. Yeah. So and how'd you do that? Yeah. How do you how do you find that balance? Unless like you're lucky and you just kind of get discovered from the very beginning. And yeah. That's not most people's reality. No, it's yeah. a struggle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is your family really open? Is it like are they artistic? Did it make it easier for you? Or? My dad's a musician, or well, he also works in a bank. But you know, yeah, the day job. But, yeah. yeah, my brother's really musical. Uh, one of them. Uh, my mom. I don't know, no. She's, no. Nah. I don't think they're creative. My sister's really good at drawing, but she never, she doesn't believe in herself, so she quit art school. So, I, no, I guess. It takes, as you said, it takes balls to actually yeah. do it. I guess they have it in them, but they don't really do it yeah. for a safer job. Which I very under, I like, understand it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Why go There's the comfort the of it. Unless you really want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, as they say, like, if you're doing something you love, it never feels like a day yeah. of work. Yeah. True. That's nice. And so what about your boyfriend? What does he do? He's an acting student. Oh, he's so he's artistic. Like, oh, yeah. Do you feel like you can only date artistic people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All my, all my boyfriends have been, like, yeah, one photographer. I only had three. So, like, really. One photographer, one musician, and one actor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, all the different genres. <laughs> yeah. Now he's super creative. He likes to draw and write and, yeah, it's weird, which I like. That's good. Strange People that are, like, like, comfortable being quirky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't get more quirky people than the theater people, for <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, you have to, like, no inhibition. parties. Yeah. It's, like, wild. <laughs> I was, like, outspoken. How did you guys meet? Tinder. Oh. <laughs> that was really fun though, because I thought I was swiping away. I was like new to Oslo and I always kind of use Tinder as right. a gateway to get to know people in yeah. the city. It's like yeah. really sneaky, but I do. And and what my profile says, like looking for friends. But you know, they can whatever. And I saw this guy and he had like this super weird avatar costume on, like with makeup and everything. <laughs> As his profile picture, like, what? And then I swiped, and then his name is Jonas, and he had, like, photoshopped himself into the 
Indiana Jones poster, but it said Indiana <laughs> Jonas. And then yeah. he had like one modeling pic, so I'm like, what? Yeah. Who is this guy? And then it also said that he was vegetarian, which is like, I always want to meet more vegans and mm. vegetarian people, especially in your, if you're in New York City and yeah. I lost. Um, so yeah, we, uh, I just said, hey, I'm bored. Do you want to go for a drink? And then, yeah, we went for a drink and it was just crazy. We went to this yeah. place in um, Oslo called Blue, which means blue, which is a bar. And they, every Sunday they have this band that's been playing there for the last, I think, 40, maybe not 40, is it 20? 20 years? And they're like 12 people. It's right. so like brass band and like crazy. It's so much fun. And also my a lot of my other friends was there. So it was just like a very strange first date. Yeah. No, I didn't even think of it as he a like first date. He met all of your friends on a first date. Yeah. yeah. I thought of it as like a friendly dude. Mm-hmm. And then he kissed me like, what? What? Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then yeah, we had a really bad second date. He was hungover and I was drunk. We went to the cinema <laughs> and I like fell on the, I was sitting down because the chairs had like those flappy yeah. things and I was yeah. sit- sitting down in the final scene because I went out to pee and I just made a huge mess. I had like drinks everywhere and I started laughing. It was like this really serious war documentary thing. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But now. So fun. Good morning. So how long has it been now? Two years. Oh, okay. Two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tinder's such a common way to meet people now, and like, I know. it's just an introduction, really. Like, it isn't, you know. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The only good guy I met there is Jonas. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've had an amazing. Oh no, I know another one. Live, one guy that he's he's my friend now. <laughs> I think. I I, I consider <laughs> him as a friend, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he thinks maybe he's like sad. I don't yeah. Well, he hasn't told you that, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a Tinder date with him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fun. We made this uh, gingerbread house. That's a cute thing to do, yeah. But it didn't go out. It didn't, like, turn out well at all. <laughs> and now he texted me, like, two years later, three years later, that he won the competition. Oh. Like an architect competition. Okay, yeah. So that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's Good cute. Job. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, when you think about Toronto, like years from now, what is it that you'll look back and what will come to your mind first? Oh wow, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things. <laughs> There's not like one in particular. Like OCAD would be like the major because it's like I've been here a lot. I haven't done. I haven't traveled to another city yet. Well, I went. I went to Niagara Falls. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this whole school with the people and just like being in studios a lot. I also do jewelry. It's so inspiring and crazy. Did you do jewelry before coming here? Or no. Just... Well, yeah, I did it in Paris. I used to like sell, I made earrings and I sold them. Like I would wear them to castings and models right. would like them. So I would just make them. Yeah. But it's like not, I wouldn't melt anything. Or right. Anything. I would just buy parts and put it together. Yeah. Sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Um, so, but I always wanted to do it, and I'm very into, like, northern mythology, which is, like, a bit of old Viking right, yeah. jewelry. Have you seen the exhibit at the ROM, by the no, way? No, I haven't. You should go to it. It's really great. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, you should do it. That was a date I did. It was a great, great Ooh. date. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so all my jewelry sort of is from, like, actual finds 
they've dug up from the soil in Scandinavia. So I want to do something like that. But it's tricky, like in Norway there's one jewelry school and I think four people get accepted every year. Oh. And when you graduate, there's no work because all the goldsmiths are like, yeah, stay there for 40 years. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But Denmark is kind of good, and my boyfriend's Danish, so I might move there and do it. I mean, that's the nice thing about Europe there's so many opportunities you can bounce around. It is really nice. But it's something I truly love for sure. And I don't like sticking just to one medium. Like, I always like painting and drawing, photography, and movies, and I like music a lot, but I don't mm -hmm. really make. So can you sing? I'd like to sing. Okay. But I don't know if I can. <laughs> some people hate my voice, some people love my voice, so. Well, at least you have the some that love it. I know everyone hates mine, so. <laughs> Except my mom. My mom loves my voice, so. So I guess no. Maybe I'm like an in-between singer. But I enjoy it. Like, yeah. I get a lot of frustration out when I'm singing. When I was living in Milan, again, this time I was 19. I was living with 12 other models in one apartment and a booker in a separate room and he would just like watch a booker is like the person who works at the agency right and he would just like watch whatever we were doing like what we were eating if we were getting home late if we like you know yeah. did anything wrong and what would he do if you did and so they would have a meeting every morning at the agency and he would like talk about the girls in the apartment I guess it's like she did that she did this and it was so frustrating, uh, so I just had to like get away. So I would sit on the stairs and just like sing, listen to the Ray Lamontang, and just like sing my heart out uh, and cry. I guess because yeah. it was just like I, I worked well. Like it was Milan is not a great city though. It's like very hot in summer and it's mm -hmm. very so many models you have to wait like two three hours for every casting yeah. outside in a queue it's like you're treated treated as shit as a model like right. you have no basic rights yeah. it's kind of horrible that people just put up with it like no other you would not go to a job interview if you had to stand in three three hours of outside in yeah. 40 degrees yeah. celsius in the blazing hot sun I mean, I know a lot of people think about it, it's like, oh, like as a mall, like such an easy way to make money. Like you just, no. like, there's like all those little things that people just don't know about. It is yeah. not an easy job. Like you have no idea. Like it's your whole lifestyle. Take care of your skin, yeah. your hair, your uh, diet, your yeah. exercising, like everything. Have you felt able to like relax a little bit here since like you're not doing it quite as much? Well, yeah. Um, so I initially I got I wanted to have an agency while I got here, so I went to Next and I signed with them. But then I applied for a visa and then it got declined because I'm not allowed to work outside of school as an exchange student. Right. So, and it's really affecting, like I love being busy, I need stuff to do, otherwise I go crazy. Mm -hmm. So I was really looking forward to like getting some new pictures, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, in a new place. Being part and of Working that. with new people. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel so old, I just want to <laughs> like, tap alive. my foot in it again, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, looking back, I can think about it, and when I first met you, I definitely know that, like, I had some resistance to you at first, because I was kind of like, oh, like, she's just so beautiful, and she probably thinks, like, whatever, and then when I got to know you more, like, we were hanging out with everybody, and I was like, wow, no, she's, like, actually just, like, a lovely person, but I don't know if you 
probably get that frequently or not. Other girls probably feel a bit intimidated by you. I don't know if you ever notice it or not, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. And like, how do you handle it? Like, does it upset you? Mm, I guess I don't know what every girl or guy thinks, which is good. But I definitely had some encounters where people are saying like you, like the first week. When I started school in Oslo, I just moved from LA and I was just like expressing how I was feeling about going back to school and like staying put in one place for three years. And I was like really worried because I've been traveling every, I don't know, like six months, three months. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she was like, oh my God, I thought you were this super bimbo like person and <laughs> I just wanted you to shut up and I'm like oh <laughs> but you're not now I feel differently like yeah totally. yeah so I'm like I hope I don't <laughs> person I don't know yeah but maybe yeah I yeah. guess I have like a resting bitch face maybe a lot of people do though you're not alone <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very tall and I'm like no, like, there's I definitely nothing that you do. Um, I think that, like, and I've definitely realized this, like, when you have a kind of resistance to someone, it's a lot more to do with you than, like, anything the other person is doing. Yeah, so I definitely don't think it's any, like, you don't do anything that gives off, oh, like, you're superior to somebody. Or I don't know. Like I yeah. guess maybe. No. <laughs> but I do, I have a lot of confidence, and I'm not, or usually do, sometimes I'm, like, way down. Yeah. Well, but I, mean, I think that's good. I think days. people should... Like, I feel so bad. Like, I know some people, including in my family, that have zero yeah. confidence and just, it's not good. Like, no. people should be proud of their bodies and who they are and what they stand for. And, like, yeah. Up and, yeah, and, like, they shouldn't feel like they have to mellow it down to make somebody else feel okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's beautiful to make someone else feel good about themselves, but it doesn't mean that you put yourself down to yeah. do that. And also, confidence is so hot. It's so yeah. sexy. Like, in another yeah. person. Yeah. Definitely. But it's also, like, I guess, within the same gender uh, competition, you know, sort of can see it as... Definitely like, more so with women than yeah. with guys. I mean, not that guys don't get competitive, but society has taught us to do that. Mm. Like, very much so. It's like, you want to be the more beautiful one. Or like, oh, well, she has, like, a tinier waist while I have whatever. And you compare, mm. like, the smallest little parts about somebody and... Yeah. Why did you do this? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what advice would you give to somebody that's trying to pursue a creative life, trying to do photography or painting, singing? I would say the same as my teacher, or not my teacher, but the teacher. Uh, (laughs) Just keep doing it. Exercise, like work on your stuff. I had a goal a couple years ago, but I would make, I would be creative, make something creative every day. Doesn't matter, like you could cook something. But still, like, make it look nice, or, you know, or you could just do a little doodle or, I don't know, write a lyric, write a poem, like, write something. And that's often what I do. I just write, if I hear, overhear a conversation or something, I'll just, like, record it or write down what I found interesting or in lyrics. I often listen to music. And, but also, to go to a creative environment. Like, don't just rely on... Pinterest or you know books or like go have interesting conversations go to museums talk to people uh, make friends that do the same or kind of have the same aspirations as yourself yeah uh, yeah and don't be afraid to post your stuff like 
show you things. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn so much from it. Like even though you get zero likes and yeah. you ugly comment, it's still like something. Yeah. You will learn from it. Yeah. I well, I mean, there was this thing I was listening to, and it's like 10% of people are going to hate whatever you put out there. Mm-hmm. 80% are going to be indifferent to it. But then you'll have the 10% that absolutely love it. So, I mean, it can be really worth it for that little 10%, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the alternative? Never sharing any of your stuff, and that's just not rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's what you love, it's, you know it. Like, you will feel it inside. Yeah. And just stick with it. Do yeah. it. That's what I would say. Great. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to close with? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wish you all the best. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming today, and it was great getting to know you. And yeah, Norway's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my very first recording in this whole adventure of podcasting. There were a lot of likes and writes and yes. (laughs) So I learned quite a bit from that go and had to bite my tongue for the remaining interviews because I get really enthusiastic about my guests and I really enjoy their stories. So I want to respond to everything, but as a listener, I know it's very distracting. So... I hope you were able to bear with me through my own excitement of getting into this adventure. And it was really interesting to see how, yet again, people's journeys can waver and it's fluid and you can transition, whether it was like my first guest, Anaya, and studying law and working with government and then becoming this great wedding photographer or starting from the ripe age of 13 and modeling and then getting to know other creatives and wanting to pursue photography but also being talented at making jewelry and doing paintings and many artists work in several mediums because they want to get their stuff out there and the different processes help you process things in very different ways it's a very cathartic experience and I just thought it was lovely to think about how today you can still find love on tinder i know that a lot of people think that tinder is this hookup only situation and i myself have also made actual friends through tinder and it's not it's not all rubbish out there there is no right way to date there's just being brave enough to put yourself out there really so julie was such an amazing soul and I'm so happy I was able to get past my own barriers, my own projections of insecurity. And you guys have probably been able to glimpse a few of my own insecurities from this podcast. And that's the point. None of us are perfect. We're all figuring it out. And at the end of the day, if you're brave enough to show that and people are accepting of that, they're the ones that matter. And you need to live for you. You need to 
do what you're being called to do. So I hope you enjoyed. Once again, feedback is welcome. I know that people noticed the lack of two microphones, which you couldn't hear me too great in the last podcast. And I'm glad you bared with me anyway. So I'm working on that. I'm working on any other little improvements that I can make in in this whole process. If you guys could leave a little review, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps me get noticed if you subscribe. It's not really about that, but I think that there are people out there that could relate to these stories. And that's what I'm here for because as you can see, everyone's story is so different, so beautifully unique and so worth hearing. So thanks guys and keep framing your life with love. And if you subscribe, you don't have to worry about checking in every Wednesday. It'll be downloaded straight to your phone without any worries. And once again, Zoe Hansen's responsible for the amazing music that couldn't be more suitable for this podcast. Woman well lit Pieced together with something like love There's laughter And quiet moments shared Between lovers and friends Something in me knows This house won't be our home These walls can't save us From the bitter winter wind And every time the Burning down